This episode's got legs. I'm Torn Atkinson. Performance problems in the bedroom? Ask your doctor if Brazilian wandering spiders are for you. I'm Joe Fulgham. Traumatic insemination. It's not just for bedbugs anymore. I'm Gavin Pitts. Who wants a tarantula at a kid's party? Ah, the eyes have it. I'm Kevin Leeson, and this is Caustic Soda. On our last episode, we talked about web-building spiders. Uh, by that, you mean... Spiders that make HTML code. Uh, on this episode, we're going to be talking about hunting spiders. Spiders Perfect. that go out and they don't wait in the middle of a web. Perfect. Oh. I, love, I love hunting spiders. Well, I like hunting them with the phone book. I like hunting them with the newspaper. Yeah. I like hunting them with a rolled-up magazine. Uh-huh. I thought we were going to go on a hunting uh, on a spider safari. Yeah. Yeah. I like using spiders to hunt with, especially people who use phone books and things to hunt spiders with. Uh-huh. I like to shrink down like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Got get it. on top of, uh, like, say, uh, some kind of a dung beetle or something. Ooh. And then throw spears at spiders. The most uh-huh. dangerous game. Now, this photo we will put up on our... Our mm-hmm. web Caustic site, com. This is the picture that was on the internet of the camel spiders. Camel, yes. quote, spider. The solifugae. Solifugids, yep. Solifugids. Thank you, Gavin mm-hmm. Pitts, our guest on this episode again. <laughs> yeah. uh, but these are not spiders. No. They are arachnids, right. but they're not spiders. There are uh, there are many, many, many more arachnids than just spiders. Uh, there are spiders, solifugids, mites, ticks. Scorpions. There are 11 extant orders of arachnid. Crabs? No, they're crustaceans. And um, horseshoe crabs are not uh, actually crabs either. They're actually more closely related to spiders. And we've seen the picture that we posted, which has a couple of solifugids hanging onto each other. Yeah. And kind of this weird forced perspective shot to make them look bigger than they are. That make them look like they're four feet across when, in fact, they're only like an inch. Yeah. The largest one is about an inch and a half. Yeah, so they're like they they've obviously taken them and put them like right up against the camera lens, but mm. then you have other people standing yeah, in the deep legs. background. Plus they're biting on each other to make it look like they're quite bigger as well. Camera trickery. Also not a spider. Mm-hmm. Daddy long legs. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. There are three animals that are called Daddy Long Legs. One is a spider. Okay. One, one is a fly, a crane fly. Mm-hmm. And the right. true Daddy Long Legs is another arachnid called a harvestman. Right. Opilionis. Mm-hmm. But there is a spider called the Daddy Long Legs. Uh, the daddy long legs spider. spider. Yeah, yeah, it's Folkos. It's a, also called the cellar spider. There is a persistent and annoying urban myth that they've got the most potent venom of any spider on the planet. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, but they just they can't kill you because their fangs are unable to penetrate human skin. Right. Okay, but they do have a really deadly venom. They just can't deliver it. Yeah, that's the urban myth. But in real life, their venom is harmless to humans. Okay. This uh, was debunked on Mythbusters. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do they shoot each other up with the venom from the cellar no, spider? No, Adam put his arm in a terrarium mm. filled with daddy long legs and nothing happened. Mm. Some it. of them are large enough to penetrate human skin. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I mean, they're usually fairly large. They're about two inches across. They're very fragile with the legs. I right. mean, you can very rarely yeah. can you get them without their legs breaking. A big one could conceivably bite. But they're just not dangerous. The venom is pointlessly attributed as being toxic when it's not. Right. Got it. But they are very good if you don't like black widows because they eat them. Oh, there you go. All right. You don't want black widows in your house? Bring in the daddy long legs. But if you like the pests that the black widow eats, then you have to get rid of all the oh, daddy so long legs. the daddy long legs doesn't eat the black widow thing, the yeah. things that black widows eat? So you really have mm. to decide what you want in your house. <sighs> 
Well, the Black Widows kill children, right? So uh, I want Black Widows in my house. Got it. Keeps the kids out. Yep. Got it. Has anyone tried to go wolf spider hunting with a flashlight? I have. <laughs> How do you hunt spider uh, wolf spiders with a flashlight? Their eyes glow. Oh, 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 you uh, hit them with a the flashlight. Kawam! Uh, it's, it's similar to hunting crocodiles. The back of their eye flashes at you. So you've, if you use a light and you point it down, and any wolf spiders that are there, their eyes will glow. Like a bright green, I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Ah. So you can just like stand by on your back porch in your yard, yeah. turn off all the lights, shoot a flashlight out there, and then you'll see just exactly how many yep. if you're well, really, how many wolf spiders are looking in your direction. Yeah, you're looking right at if you. If you're really arachnophobic and you go out to a meadow with a torch, you can really scare somebody because you see dozens and dozens and dozens of little eyes looking at you. We'll post a link to a YouTube video on how to do this. Oh, yeah? If you want to find some wolf spiders. And where do wolf spiders live? Everywhere? All over the place. Yeah. yeah, I think we have them here in BC, don't we? Oh, yeah. They're on right. every continent except Antarctica because they haven't colonized it yet, unlike mm-hmm. the redback. Well, let's go to the largest spider Yay. in the world. Okay. Torin Atkinson. Torin Atkinson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. oh, my legs burst out of my hoodie. I would have thought it would be Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield, but no, no, no. Uh, no. No, it's me. Torin's a little bigger than uh, Tobey Maguire. This is the Goliath bird eater. Uh-huh. Yep. Therefore, a blondie. A tarantula. Considered to be the largest spider in the world, by leg span, it is second to the giant huntsman spider. Okay. okay. But it's the bulk. Yeah, but it is, it is uh, the Goliath bird eater is considered the largest by mass. Right. It's more beefy. It's been making rounds on the internet as the puppy-sized spider. I can see that. Although, you got to be a pretty small puppy. Right. To be the size of a Puppies can be spider. pretty small. I could say, well, they could call it the chihuahua sized spider, and that would be about accurate as well. Well, the miniature Yorkshire Terrier is has the smallest puppies of all. They weigh 170 grams, which is the same as uh, a large Goliath bird eater. So technically so true. Technically the true. smallest puppy ever <laughs> is the size of a very large Goliath bird eater. Your average Goliath bird eating spider can span a dinner plate. Right, 11 inches. With the with the uh, legs. Uh, if I actually saw one of those in person, I would freak the fuck out. The good thing about them is that they're not dangerous. The venom isn't dangerous anyway. Uh, it would probably hurt because the fangs are about an right. inch. Yes. But, yeah. But uh, the venom is not particularly dangerous. And indeed, some Amazonian tribes people catch them and eat them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Lots of protein. As we may have said in the previous episode, does not actually prey on birds primarily. So uh, why do they call them bird eaters? There was this one time. <laughs> no, one time when I was in Cabo San Lucas. You know, <laughs> things went crazy. Bird. Eat got... the bird. Eat the bird. <laughs> it comes from an old um, arachnological textbook from the 19th century where they, uh, the illustrator drew a bird-eating spider raiding a hummingbird's nest. Okay. Uh, and uh, it was mostly artistic license. Right. They, they will eat a bird if it's on the ground and crippled, but they don't actually, you know, I mean, most birds can fly away. Uh, if they come across a nestling, then they will eat it, but, you know. It's not their thing. No. It has been observed feeding on rodents, frogs, and toads, lizards, and snakes. So mm. they should have called it the rodent, frog, and toad, lizard, snake-eating spider. There you go. But by, the, by, the, time you've, by the time you've yelled that out, it's already on your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And nose-eating spider. Mm-hmm. Uh, no deaths associated with the no. Goliath bird eater. Human deaths, uh, but lots of um, lots of pants shitting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Moving to the cobalt blue tarantula. Mm. Oh. Can you imagine what that spider must think of humans? They're like, I don't know. They always freak out and then shit their pants around me and they yeah. smell terrible. Those uh-huh. animals are weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> they think worse of us than we do of them. The cobalt blue tarantula mm-hmm. is noted for its iridescent blue legs. Oh. Yeah, they're very pretty. Rare in the wild due to habitat loss, but popular among pet owners. Which is also another reason why they're rare, because they're overcollected because of their prettiness. Has a leg span of approximately 5 inches or 13 centimeters. Got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, found in Myanmar and Thailand in deep underground burrows on the floor of the rainforest. The bite information is as follows. Known to deliver multiple bites and their venom can cause medically significant symptoms. Most common symptoms described have been sharp pain followed by localized numbness and aching joints. It's kind of what you expect when something five and a half inches wide bites you. Mm. It is one of the most aggressive tarantula species on Earth and very fast. One site noted they can practically teleport to deliver a bite. Wow, practically teleport. Yeah. And they're blue. They're Nightcrawler. 
That's uh, <laughs> the Nightcrawler spider. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I, I've read many accounts where people say they're beautiful to look at and they're lovely to keep, but uh, they're pr- one arachnology text said they're prone to acts of psychotic aggression. Oh. <laughs> um, apparently they have extremely short tempers. One minute you can pat them and they'll be all... Well, they wouldn't be purring, but they'd be quite happy. And Stridulating. Next, yeah, and the next minute they go through your throat. It's like they're very unpredictable, so they're not recommended for the beginning arachno right. file. Even young spiderlings have been known to fiercely attack. And, I mean, they're sizable. I mean, they're, they're good old, big old hairy yeah. tarantulas. Yeah, but it's the color that most people are attracted to. They are a, a vivid peacock blue. Moving to the white-tailed spider. Mm. This is your favorite, Gavin. <laughs> Do you have a favorite spider? I like all the funnel webs, and I also like the, all the widows, so I don't really have a one particular favorite. So you like the most poisonous ones? Well... Venomous. Yeah, Venomous. Venom. I do. Uh, I admire the, uh, the widows because they've gotten everywhere, and the funnel webs because they're just so badass. <laughs> <laughs> badass mean capability to kill people. Yeah, pretty much. Got it. So the white-tailed spider are slender spiders, dark reddish to gray, cigar-shaped body. Uh, they're up to 18 millimeters long mm-hmm. in the females. Okay, that's not very long. No, they're not very big. In southern and eastern Australia. Oh, yet again. In the yards, gardens, and inside houses. Bite information may include local pain, a red mark, local swelling and itchiness, rarely nausea, vomiting, malaise, and headache may uh-huh. occur. Oh, I've got the spider malaise. <laughs> the community and anecdotal view maintains that whilst tail spider bites can be associated with long-term skin infections, ulcers, and necrosis, uh, but a scientific study showed these were probably caused by something else as a study of 130 white-tailed spider bites found no necrotic ulcers or confirmed yeah. infections. Again, it's like the um, brown recluse. Most people who said, oh, I've been bitten by a white-tailed spider and my skin's falling off, actually had a pre-existing skin condition. Right. That would be a shitty job, though, to get 130... Spider bites. Mm. Would you do it for science, Joe? Sure. Unless you want your skin to fall off, what if you're sick and tired of your skin? The very first person to describe the scientifically the, the bite of a black widow, uh, which up until that point was considered harmless, tested it on himself. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. He uh, made it bite him, and it took a long time because they don't like biting. Uh, and then he was writing down his symptoms. He was like, crushing agony, can't <laughs> move pen. <laughs> 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 I like it. Crushing agony. Candy crushing agony? But, uh, I don't play that game, but I, I understand that I it is a game. I need more energy. I need more energy to do more moves. Interesting thing about the whitetail is that it eats almost nothing but other spiders. Right. Hmm. What about Brazilian wandering spiders? Ah. Uh, they do it in a thong back? Yeah. They have like a pattern that makes it look like they're wearing a thong. Well, That's unlike right. most of the Brazilian. Unlike most hunting spiders there that are all hairy, these are completely bald. That's <laughs> true. Also known as banana spiders because they are frequently found on banana leaves. And wearing banana hammock uh, speedo trunks. They belong to the genus Phonutria, which means murderous in mm. Greek. Wow. Potent enough to kill a human within minutes if antidote isn't delivered. Even with antivenom, on rare occasions, the bite can still prove deadly. Okay. No bananas for me. Can reach Mm. up to two inches in body length with a span of five to six inches. Uh, They have an aggressive defense posture in which they raise their front legs straight up in the air, are considered to be the deadliest of all the world spiders. By some. Yeah. That's the thing. It's it's either the Sydney funnel web or Mm -hmm. the Brazilian wanderer, depending on your definition, because the funnel web has the more potent venom, but is fairly docile. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the Brazilian wanderer has slightly less toxic venom, but is bloody aggressive. Right. Right. Their venom is toxic to the nervous system, causing symptoms such as salivation, irregular heartbeat, and prolonged priapism. Who, who remembers what priapism is? I know what that is. What that's, is that? That's boners that won't go away. Yeah, boners Unwanted erection. <laughs> yeah. So hold on a sec. So this spider bites you, and yeah. you get a boner that won't go away? Yeah. This really is the Brazilian wandering spider, but, isn't it? You, you probably wouldn't be very... Um, that's what keen my... on using the erection, especially since you've only got like four minutes to live. <laughs> That's <laughs> best well, four minutes of my life. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you've got four minutes to live. What do you want to do? Well, I've got a boner, so I've got a really good idea of what I should be doing. I mean, I listen. I spent like three days on Copacabana Beach, and uh, I must have been bit by a spider. Mm, possibly because you're now dead. Scientists are investigating the venom of uh, the Brazilian wandering spider as a possible treatment for erectile dysfunction. I think I'd rather have the erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Got it. I think they're going to pull away the deadly parts in the hopes that the boner-maintaining parts stick around. I think that's how science works. 
The body count uh, between five different species of Brazilian wandering spiders is 27 deaths. Mm. Mm. The deadliest one is Phonutria nigriventa. It's black with orange pedipalps. Pedipalps. Okay. And I've seen a mad woman posing with one living on her hand. So goodness only knows how she managed to not let it bite her. Because it is aggressive. Yep. Pedipalps sounds like when you get so mad at your kid, you just crush them into a a, a fine mass. (laughs) Oh, Pediatric pulping. Yes. Got it. Exactly. I like it. <laughs> the vampire spider. Oh, yes. Ah, suck your blood. This is a jumping spider from Kenya. They are a jumping spider, so they're harmless to people in a way. But in a grosser way, they're not so harmless to people. Okay. Because they find human blood an aphrodisiac. They, oh. get, they get sexy when they've had human blood? Yeah. Uh, they don't go to us directly. Uh, they have a middleman. They prey. Oh. They prey only on mosquitoes that have just fed on human beings. Well, that would be, oh. be a middle woman then. Yeah. Because it's female mosquitoes. Yeah. Uh, That's right. They, they preferentially target female mosquitoes that have just fed on human beings over uh, mosquitoes that have fed on anything else. Do they know by huh? smell? Or? Yeah. yeah. They work it out by uh, the smell of the blood. Wow. Oh, okay. All right, that's pretty and, cute. Uh, yeah, the males will present one to the females, and then she'll go, oh, that's really great. Thanks, let's mate. Oh, okay. So they catch the mosquito, then take it over to, uh, you know, uh, hopeful baby mama's house. Mm-hmm. And like- now, these are jumping spiders. How do jumping spiders catch mosquitoes? By jumping? Yeah, they jump. And they have excellent eyesight, of course, being jumping spiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, they'll sit on a leaf uh, and look... Well, they've got eight eyes, so they can yep. look around. And if they see a mosquito coming, then they will leap upon it and bring it down. That's good targeting. That's daring. Yeah. Some daring like, do. That's like top gun level shit right there. Do you want to talk about the fringe jumping spider? Yes, Porsche Fimbriata. They're Australian. Also a jumping spider. Yes, another type of jumping spider. Although, unlike most jumping spiders, these ones are not cute. Uh, Jumping spiders tend to be very cute because they've got the huge eyes and the fuzzy faces. Right. So even chronic arachnophobes, it it, uh, triggers the, oh, mammals are cute, baby mammals are cute sort of thing. Right. Whereas, yeah, Porsche is very cryptic. It's got all weird flanges and bits and bobs hanging out all over the place. Oh, that is weird. Uh, Sometimes it doesn't even look like a spider. It kind of looks like it's covered in jewels. It's blinged. Yeah. It's blinged out. And they exclusively eat other spiders. That's all they'll eat. And um, they've got teeny tiny little brains. Okay. But they perform complex calculations as to the best route to get to their prey. And so when they're calculating, you see them like they're frozen and they're like, working it out in their heads <laughs> because their brains are so small they can be sitting there for hours uh working out the best route meanwhile the other spider is left yeah if they're, hun- <laughs> if, if they're hunting another that is one smart spider yeah mm-hmm. if they're hunting a, a web building spider then they they just sit there and then eventually they'll leap into the web and kill the uh, the host spider and <laughs> okay. eat it okay. if it's a, another ground hunter or particularly another jumping spider then they'll sneakily follow it Oh. Uh, and try and wait to get within range. And so I've seen, because it's a, uh, if they hunt another jumping spider, then the other jumping spider has great eyesight as well. So it turns around and, and then the, uh, the Porsche will sit there and go, hmm, lovely day. Hmm, hi, how are you? Oh, like and act all like, nonchalant. Yeah, act all nonchalant. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> if they could twiddle, I wasn't looking at you. I wasn't yeah. staring to, to target your yeah. most vulnerable area. If, if they had thumbs, they'd be twiddling them. And uh, they they're just playing. They twiddles or pedipalps. Yep, and so and then the jumping the other jumping spider just wanders off and then gets Aha! and jumps on them, right? And kills them. You wrote down here it plucks at webs until it cracks the code. Yes, what does yes. that mean? Um, when they've got a web building spider they want to eat, they will go into the actual web. Uh, they won't stick to it because they've got the oil on their bodies that stops them from sticking to it. Okay. So they grab a strand of the web between their front legs and they pluck it. And uh, eventually, uh, most spiders know when there's a pluck. It's like, that's just the wind. Right. That's a leaf. Right. That's an insect. I'm running out and going to grab it. Uh, so um, they, with each spider species, they'll know um, that they have a particular type of pluck that will make them rush out. Oh, so it's uh, good. like, I'm prey. I'm stuck in your web. Yes. Come and get me and yeah. eat me. Or sometimes I'm a mate. Let's come, let's come here and mate in, this, in the web because I'm, now we can have babies together. So the Porsche plucks at the web until it gets that particular 
Right. Spiders f- frequency. Mm. Got and, it. To, and then they come rushing out, and the, the Porsche comes rushing up and rips them to pieces. So it basically uh, it kind of plays their own web like a guitar string. Yeah, they're hoist on their own petard, shall we say. It's like the, it's like the, uh, the, the pied spider. But like they it. are, of course, harmless to humans. You just keep saying this. I think, Kevin, uh, you're just trying to keep people He's from... a spider apologist. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Not all spiders can be harmless, Gavin. Harpactia sadistica. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> this is a throwback to your bed bugs episode. Yes. Remember, yeah. remember traumatic insemination? Yeah. Yes. This is a spider that does it. <laughs> um, uh, traumatic extravaginal insemination. Yes, Ugh. it's found only in Israel. It's a dysterid. It's a which is a type of spider that eats only wood lice. Uh, you'd call them sow bugs or pill bugs. Yeah, um, yeah. They're specially modified to eat those. But this particular one, uh, they don't have penises, so they don't use them as a club like the bed bug does. But they do have their pedipulps, which are sharp and, and they have like drill-like projections on them. Okay. The female does not have a vaginal opening, so the male makes one okay. by, by drilling and boring into her with his pedipulps and then squirting semen into the resultant cavity. Right. Pierces the female on both sides of the yeah. female and injects the sperm directly into the ovaries, resulting in about eight holes in two rows. Yeah. Oof. We got this little diagram Oof, that we'll post on <laughs> CausticSodaPodcast.com of how this happens and where. You can easily tell mated females from virgin females because the mated females are full of holes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Crazy. But the female still does eat the male if she can, so she gets a bit of revenge at the end. So it's drilling holes, and uh, she's trying to eat them. Hmm. This is hmm. quite the Tina and Ike kind of showdown here.
In the news. Twenty thirteen Toronto. With a baby kangaroo, that's a Joey. An owl. Oh, oh. Hey, uh, hey, uh, you doing? How you doing? <laughs> and a tarantula on hand for a dozen kids to pet and play with. It should have been the best birthday party ever for the Litzinger's three-year-old son. Uh, a three-year-old? You brought tarantulas? <laughs> but just seconds what after... What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> but just seconds after their toddler held the furry arachnid, he began to blink, rub his eye, then cry for hours and in the days after. Of course. Alison Litzinger and her husband Matt lear- later learned the rose hair tarantula brought by exotic animal handler they hired shot tiny barbed hairs into their son's eye. Oh. A yes. little known defense mechanism little other known. than the venomous bite most people fear. I didn't know about it. Urticating in tarantulas is routine. I knew about it, but uh, I'm a nerd. <laughs> That's how they defend themselves when they're not biting. They kick uh, barbed hairs into your face. So okay. how do you get the barbed hairs out of your eyes? H- hands up, listeners. How many of you knew? Oh, see? See, there's not, a lot of them. Not very many. Not I see a lot of them. There's a, there's a few mm. of them. Yes, you. <laughs> The listening to the podcast in your car while that's, you're driving to work that's just, at 845. That's just torn. You're just looking at torn again. The emergency room doctors who first saw the Litzinger's son could not figure out what caused the eye irritation, but using a microscope, Dr. Mariskandari found more than 20 of the tiny hairs on the boy's left eye. Oh, nice. These microscopic fibers called urticating hairs cause stinging and itching when in contact with the skin. That's only the left eye. I mean, you got another one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll remember that when I poke you in one of your eyes. When in a person's eye, however, the tiny barbs of the hair hook in, slowly yeah. sinking deeper into the eyeball and potentially causing damage to vision, making it nice. very difficult, if not impossible, to remove, said who? Dr. Mariskandari. I really, truly, honestly want to know who thought bringing a freaking tarantula to a three-year-old Me. birthday party yeah. was a good idea. I was at a Comic-Con past yeah. weekend, uh-huh. and there was a tarantula there, and people were handling it. Even if it wasn't an urticating one... I mean, what's a three-year-old going to do? He's going to squash it or something and get it to panic and bite him. Well, I'm or, sure, or, I'm, or freak the F out because yeah. it's a giant effing spider the size of your effing head. I can totally see what it was like, though, that, that his parents were holding his arm and the expert was putting it on his hand and everything was held in place and it yeah. was fine, yeah. Meanwhile, the kangaroo joey disemboweled somebody with its kick and the owl yeah. took six <laughs> toddlers away and ate them in its nest. Scree! <laughs> Still, most people don't know about this secret weapon wielded by the eight-legged creatures, which are common pets and brought to schools for educational purposes. Uh-huh. Because of the hare's fishhook barbs, Dr. Mirskandari decided not to remove them to avoid causing more damage. You cannot find them all because they are so fine, and no instrument is that fine to dig them out. Okay. The solution was to watch and wait for the eye to develop scar tissue around the hairs and hopefully stop the inflammation and prevent them from burrowing further. Uh-huh. However, it required the Litzingers to keep their son from getting anything in his eye, even water, or rubbing it, a difficult feat for an adult or a toddler. Try getting a three-year-old not to rub their eye, said Mr. Litzinger. It's an instinctive thing a child's going to do. Especially if you say, don't rub your eye. Yeah. Rub my eye! Handcuffs. Handcuffs. I know. Yeah, seriously. You have to, like, strap the kid down to the bed, right? Like, in therapy 20 years later. Oh, I just yeah. have. I feel like I'm restrained emotionally. <laughs> total, total three year old in a in a Clockwork Orange setup. Yeah, <laughs> strapped down his with eye, the eyes spread wide open. Eyes spread wide open. This is for your own good. <laughs> there have been similar cases, but it's rare. In 2009, a man from Leeds, England, was cleaning the glass tank that housed his pet tarantula when it blasted a mist of hairs, which became lodged in his cornea. Mm-hmm. Uh, another incident published in the journal Case Reports and Ophthalmology involved a 16-year-old boy who got stinging hairs into his eyes after letting his pet tarantula crawl on his face. Ah, oh, yeah, there you go. That'll do it. The animal handler hired by the Litzingers for the birthday party did explain to the children that the tarantulas could shed hairs and it could make them feel itchy. But Del Niedzialik, co-owner of the company, which provides animal therapy, party, and outreach services, said he had no idea the spider hairs could get into a person's eye and possibly cause long-term damage. This caught us just as much by surprise as it did to them, he said. He said the company no longer lets clients handle their tarantulas. You could just get some non-urticating tarantulas. Yeah, but well, most tarantulas do it because it's it's a fright response. They do it when they're stressed or think they're going to be attacked. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, if, if a thousand-foot-tall monkey grabbed me, I'd probably... Shed a few hairs myself. If a three-year-old <laughs> grabbed me, yeah. I'd start urticating. Because it urticates me. Ah, I was waiting for that one. <laughs> July 2014, Seattle. Got it. 
A man caused $60,000 in damage after using a homemade, bl- homemade blowtorch to try and kill a spider in his rental home. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. There's so many awesome things about that first Guys, sentence. kill it with fire is just a thing people say on the internet about spiders no, don't actually. Not that's not the part that I'm excited about. Homemade blowtorch. <laughs> The 24-year-old who he lived... just lit a fart. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Lighting farts doesn't count as homemade blowtorch, Torrin. The 24-year-old who lived in the house with his mother had used a can of spray paint and a lighter to oh. try to chase the spider from a laundry room, but the fire quickly took hold. Shocking. <laughs> the man, who has not been named, <laughs> tried to douse the flames with water, but it soon spread to the attic. No one was injured in the blaze, although the spider is believed to have perished. Uh, I don't know about (laughs) that. nobody was found. (laughs) Attempts by fire crews to put out the blaze were delayed over fears that rounds of ammunition may be stored inside. (laughs) Of course. The spider had a gun. Seattle Fire Department spokesman said the tenant had used a self-made blowtorch to kill a spider in the laundry room. The spider tried to get into the wall. He sprayed flames on the wall. Uh. The wall (laughs) lit on fire, and that extended up to the ceiling. You know what he should have done? He should have eliminated the middle step process and just shot at the spider with the gun. And then, you know, they wouldn't have to worry about... the next apartment over. Yeah, they wouldn't have to worry about all those uh, firefighters wouldn't have to worry about going in with ammunition around. He could have used it all trying to take out the spider. Washington State is home to two venomous spiders, the black widow and the hobo spider. While deaths are from both are rare, hobo spiders can cause skin ulcerations, headaches, and disorientation. Hmm. Uh, it is not clear if the spider that was blowtorched that is a venomous one. It probably wasn't. It was probably completely harmless. Neighbors described seeing flames and black smoke pouring from the property as the fire took hold. The Red Cross is providing temporary accommodation for the displaced family mm-hmm. after the house was declared uninhabitable. <laughs> Uninhabitable because it had a spider inside. Yeah, there's a spider. That's right. It was spider warning. (laughs) We don't know if that spider's dead or not. Yeah, so you you better not go. go, You can't go back inside. (laughs) In our uh, tent. In our other facility. Yeah, in our (laughs) our tentless, a wallless tent. Some similar incidents. Uh, One month later in Bridgend, Wales, also uh, some guy set fire to his home using the aerosol and flame method to try to kill a spider sitting on a windowsill. Oh, he probably heard about it on Yahoo News and uh, was like, this is a great idea. I'm going to use this in my my life as well. Read as far as man tries to kill spider with homemade blowtorch and is like, that's a good idea. Perfect. I don't need to read any more of that Mm -hmm. story. A woman in Kansas was arrested for arson after she allegedly tried to kill one by setting a pile of towels on fire with a cigarette lighter. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Once these towels are burned, all my troubles will be gone. <laughs> in 2012, a man clearing cobwebs with a blowtorch in his California backyard caused $25,000 of damage to his home. <laughs> Got it. And in 2010, Chris Welding in Essex tried to poison a spider which had sought refuge behind the toilet by spraying it with aerosol, then used his lighter to see if he had been successful. Ah. <laughs> he explosion. didn't realize he was making a homemade blowtorch. <laughs> no. The explosion blew him off his feet and left him with flash burns to his head, legs, and torso. Got it. <laughs> you see, people, spiders are not necessarily going to hurt you. Yeah. Fire is going to hurt you. Mm. This is what I'm saying. I don't have a fear of spiders. I have a fear of people who have a fear of spiders. Mm. I have arachnophobia phobia. If I see mm. a spider in my bathroom, I'm just going to roll a stick of dynamite in there and take care yeah, of it right yeah. quick. <laughs> But be sure to stick around and watch to make sure it happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, precisely. You got to make sure that it's yeah, dead. Yeah. Hold otherwise, the dynamite over it. Just otherwise, so you yeah, make yeah, sure yeah. that you. Don't It'll be miss. just like that phone book situation where you like you think you hit it with the phone book, but then you pull it up, no body underneath, and now you don't know where it is. It could be in your hair. You're holding the phone book above your head, looking at it, and then the shot, we can see the spider creep over the top of the phone book and <laughs> yeah. jump down in your face. That's I prefer incendiary grenades. Twenty twelve, Hunan, China. Mm-hmm. A woman who checked into China's Changsha Central Hospital with an itchy ear learned she had a small spider dwelling in her ear canal. <laughs> we have photos of this, I believe. It had crawled inside five days earlier while she slept. At the hospital, photos of the patient's ear canal revealed a stocky, hairy, four-eyed arachnid peering out of the camera, much to the doctor and, na- ah! and patient's surprise. That's a jumping spider. Uh, they're harmless. Uh, you have got to go to the website, causticsodapodcast.com, and check this out. Uh, it's harmless, except when it lives in your ear. Yeah, but it's a jumping spider. What's it going to do? It'll it's... kill all the mosquitoes that'll try yeah. and get in your ears. Plus, ah, they, you they have more than four eyes. They have eight. It's just you can only see four in the photo. Amid um, concerns that disturbing the spider would cause it to instinctively drill its barbs deeper, scratching the ear canal, doctors succeeded in removing it by pouring saline solution into the ear and flushing it out. As the spider's outstretched foot emerged from the ear, the patient, Miss Lee, reportedly almost started crying. Drill almost. its almost. barbs? What barbs? Spiders do not have barbs. 
They got they something. Got hairs. Yeah. But they hairs got, are barbs. Jumping got, spiders are tiny and inoffensive and cute. They have fangs. Yeah, but they don't use them. Uh, they could. Yeah. <laughs> could be the first time. Well, I have teeth. I could theoretically rip your throat out with them, but I don't. I, yeah, I don't want your teeth anywhere near my throat. Yeah. So if we put some jumping in, uh, spiders in your ears, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to get them well, I wouldn't out? Well, I wouldn't want them in my ears, necessarily, but I, I wouldn't be afraid <laughs> that they were going to bite me or drill me with barbs. Right. I'd just be like, oh, I can't hear. Get this spider out of my ear. There you go. With saline solution. Yeah. So uh, action the same with, a little, with a little fly or something like that. I, I think it's just a case of like, oh, spider in the ear. It must be horrible and disgusting. And it's like, no, it's not. Yes. There are things that we don't like, irrespective of the statistics of the danger of them, like spiders and sharks and whatnot. I wouldn't want a shark in my ear either. So if it was a puppy in your ear, you'd be fine with that, I think. Sometimes you have to put a shark in your ear to get the spider out, though. Yeah. Ah, there you go. Those, those shark, it's spider eating sharks. Yeah, yeah and then mm-hmm. something to eat the shark, and then something to eat well, whatever. Well, the puppy to lure the shark out. Yeah. All I know is that like chain of events always ends in mongoose. I don't know yeah. why. It always ends in mongoose. And then she died. Yeah. yeah. November 2013, London, England. Mm-hmm. A family had to move into a hotel and fumigate their home after deadly South American spiders began hatching out of a bunch of bananas. Oh. Concy Taylor, 29, said she saw something that looked like mold on a Colombian fair trade banana she was eating. I had a closer look and was horrified to see they were spiders. Okay. They were hatching out onto the table, scurrying around on my carpet. I was so scared I started crying. Okay, uh, this this could be dangerous because Phonatria, the wandering spiders, do nest in bananas. But hatching, I mean, they're not deadly as soon as they hatch. The 29-year-old took the bananas back to the supermarket and was initially offered a 10-pound voucher in compensation. <laughs> But after sending an image of the creatures to a pest control company, her family were told to evacuate their home as it could be infested with Brazilian wandering spiders. <laughs> ah. The dead, possibly deadliest spider in the world. The world. <laughs> Got it. Sometimes known as the banana spider. They often hide in banana plants and are found across South and Central America. That is true. The family mm-hmm. escaped their London home for three days. Following the lengthy fumigation, the family had to dry clean all their clothes and racked up a total bill of 1,000 pounds, which covered... Hotel costs and pest control measures, which the supermarket chain uh, where they bought the bananas paid for them. I would hope so. I hope I didn't eat one, but I can't be sure. Ugh. I now have a phobia of buying bananas. We don't know whether, whether they're all gone. Ah, well, if said. she ate one, she'd Concy. be perfectly fine because they're venomous, not poisonous. <laughs> nah. Well, it could bite the inside of your stomach. Yeah, I guess. This one is less insane than some of the other ones yeah. uh, because mm-hmm. they are very dangerous spiders, but... If they're just hatching. Oh, I guess there could be some from previous bananas that might have established in the house. You sounded so incredulous when you said that. Yeah. This sounds kind of reasonable. It's it's a long shot. Let's put it that way. Fumigating for spiders is fairly pointless. You have to coat them in insecticide to get it to work. Usually, Send in the sharks. Yeah, there you go. Send in the mongoose. Yeah. Pop culture. Uh-huh. I watched Big Ass Spider. Yeah, okay. Awesome. From 2013. Oh, well, I was used to all these spider movies being quite old, actually. No, brand new. Big Ass Spider's brand new, okay. One of the best opening scenes I've seen yeah, in a movie for quite some time. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but then it goes downhill quickly. Oh. So it starts strong and then fades fast. So the story is the story's about this pest exterminator. Right. He's got a big ass. Uh, he's got a big ass Uh he goes to the hospital for some reason I can't remember why did he get his ass taken care of possibly Mm -hmm. and while he's there Mm -hmm. some patient comes in who has been bitten by this spider who has been genetically engineered or somehow engineered by the government as a secret army weapon Mm -hmm. of course and the corpse was mistakenly sent to the regular hospital okay so the spider bursts out of its corpse and is growing bigger. It's going to all these different phases. Oh, my God, it's approaching phase three. Okay. And all these dumb things happen. <laughs> right. It was an okay movie. What was good about the... You said it had the best opening. What was good about the opening? It, it's like a, a preview of the end of the movie. So okay, okay. it starts with him. It's close in on his face. He, like, comes to. He stands up. Everything is in slow motion all around him. There's all these army guys going... <laughs> Shooting up, shooting up above him, yeah. and he's kind of looking around. People are screaming and running. It's all in slow motion, and the pixies right. are playing in the background. And then you turn around, and you see this giant spider on top of the on top of a building. Okay. Yeah, the spider gets to enormous, yeah. enormous size. Like it's on top of a skyscraper <laughs> size. The opening scene is on YouTube. Greg Grunberg is the star from Heroes. 
Yeah, plus, he played the cop in Heroes. Yeah, plus it also has Lynn Shay in a small part, and she's a brilliant actress. She was the medium in Ins- Insidious. And mm. she's one of my friends, so shout out to Lynn Shay. Uh, this movie made me think of some questions that I wanted to ask you, Gab. Mm-hmm. How often do spiders eat? It depends, again, on the spider. Uh, usually they'll eat once a day. They don't need to eat right. once a day, but they usually will. Because this spider would, like, kill somebody and cocoon them and eat them and then just move on to the next one. Well, it's a big-ass spider. It it's a big, needs, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, it's yeah. got some special modified. <laughs> it's not a regular spider, obviously. Mm. But I was just wondering mm. about that. Uh, usually they'll eat once a day, sometimes more than that. They don't mm. need to. Uh, a black widow can go without food for a year if it has to. So the next question is, why aren't spiders bigger? Why do they stop at the Goliath bird mm. eater That's size? because of the way they breathe. Uh, much like insects breathe through spiracles and can't grow enormous like in them. Mm-hmm. Spiders breathe through book lungs, which are not... Book lungs? Yes. They're like accordions. It's like, they're not like our lungs, which okay. are you know, inside our body and nice and fleshy. They, right. they look like little accordions. If they get above a certain size, it's no longer efficient for them to breathe that way. Uh, they can't get enough oxygen. So if we could insert human lungs into a spider... Yeah. They then would be, they would, could they get would probably be okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. uh, the the more um, the size increase, the worse they are at carrying oxygen in the hemolymph. Okay. Uh, so, a spider the size of the big ass spider would take like two steps and suffocate. Except if I read the description correctly, big ass spider is an alien spider. So oh, well, that, no that changes apply. everything. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, That's totally feasible. <laughs> yes. Then that big back end is just a lung, mm-hmm. <laughs> just full of air. Somebody pop it, movie over. Uh, my last question is: uh, the venom that spiders inject mm-hmm. into its prey will dissolve its insides into goo. Yeah. How long does it take for this to happen? Again, it depends on the spider. It doesn't take long. Most of them use the venom that they've used to kill the sp- to kill the prey with in the first place. Right. So it's already circulating mm-hmm. and breaking things down. It can take. A couple of minutes to a couple of hours. Okay. Uh, so you'll see some spiders finishing off their prey in a matter of minutes. Some will t- you know, suck on it all night long to get the uh, last little dregs out. Of course yes. they will. Oh, yeah. The, th- the thing I found interesting about this movie mm-hmm. is that there were a lot of uh, Mexican racial stereotype jokes and, and whatnots. Nice. Set but, in California? But the director's name is... Mike Mendez. Mike Mendez. Of course. The helper... Of the main white character was a Latino fellow. Mm. Okay, he was a security guard in the hospital who mm-hmm. decided to was like, "I will be the Robin to your Batman." Oh, it's got Buffy from um, Glory from Buffy in it as well. There was a lot of that Claire stuff Kramer. happening, and it was just it was just weird. It was unexpected. Mm. Okay, um, but especially I guess for a movie that came out in 2013. But I guess it was all you know part of uh, the director's plan. I recalled a movie that I watched back in my youth called the. Giant spider invasion. Yes, about a meteorite that lands on Earth and uh, spiders pop out of them. Right, and I remember so again alien spiders. Now I remember watching this when I was like probably younger than ten. Even in at that time, I thought it was pretty ridiculous. Uh-huh. Cause, uh huh. Because there's a girl who who blends up a, a like a smoothie or a health shake, and uh, one of the spiders like <laughs> tries to kill her, and it gets in the shake, and she blends it up, and then. Makes somebody else drink it and then drink some of it herself and is you gross. There's urticating hairs right. in here. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a whole bunch of little tiny spiders that were probably played by tarantulas that get that don't kill anybody, but all get killed. So the, the first two thirds of the movie, it's kind of like, what is even going on in this movie? Like, there's a spider invasion, but the spiders aren't invading so much as getting murdered by so it's the yokels. giant spider massacre. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But then. An actual giant spider shows up, and they basically just glued legs to the top of a VW Volkswagen, <laughs> and then drove it around like behind hills, like in the deep BG. Right. And then you see the actors in the foreground running away from it, uh-huh. and then every once in a while it'll come like up to the edge of the hill, and there'll just be giant legs, you know, kind of uh, uh, popping over the top of a hill. <laughs> This was obviously shot on a minuscule budget because I think there are a grand total of like three uh, locations. Okay. And there was a lot of people talking on telephones explaining plot with no other side of the telephone conversation. So the the, the big name (laughs) character in this is the skipper from Gilligan's Island. Alan Hale Jr. Alan Hale Jr. Uh, There's a lot of him picking up the phone and going, what? 
You see a giant spider down Main Street chasing people around, and people are afraid and running away. I'll be right there. Right. Click. Like, there's a lot of that. A lot of saying, wow. don't showing. Did he ever call the spider his little buddy? Uh, <laughs> little buddy. Uh, I don't think anybody thought of the spiders as their buddies. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, hillbilly stereotyping in this as well. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Not that. Yeah. So it's... Uh, <laughs> It's terrible. There's no two ways about it. And I don't recommend anybody watch it. (laughs) I thought there was going to be some sort of like kitschy, you know, nostalgia thing that I saw it and kind of thought it was sort of pseudo funny back in the day. Uh, No, 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 not at all. It's pretty awful. That reminds me of what I watched, which was Ice Spiders. (laughs) Okay. 32 years after. The one you watched, 2007. This is a sci-fi channel movie. Oh, oh. sci-fi channel original. <laughs> it is so bad. It is so dumb. Uh-huh. Basically, it's uh, kind of like two movies that end up getting mashed together. Okay. There's like uh, what feels like a 2007 version of a 1980s uh, ski hill comedy going right. on. Okay. With the kids showing up and they want to practice for their skiing. And then, oh my God, Dash Dashiell works here. He's the ex-Olympic Bro who busted his leg for some reason and now yeah, he's working course. here. That's so cool. And then they like make fun of him the whole movie. Like they just <laughs> it's terrible. And meanwhile, on the other side of the mountain, there's an experimental facility experimenting okay. on spiders. Yeah. And the spiders uh break free. And the reason it's called ice spiders is because they keep mentioning, Oh, we built the research facility here because spiders don't like cold. So even if they got out, everything would be fine. And then they just kind of go yeah, we don't know what happened. These ones aren't being affected by the cold, and they're killing everybody. Oops. Yeah. Like, but that's it. They're not made of ice. They weren't ever specifically made to resist ice. They were specifically put there because the cold was supposed to keep them in. And well, instead, they break free and start murdering people. Sci-Fi Channel is quite famous for buying uh, movies based entirely on the title of the movie yes. and not about the content of the movie. Uh, this was something that they did for a long time. Yeah. And I'm suspecting that this is one of those things where it was... Uh, we're gonna sell you. No a movie one would called... expect Ice Spiders. <laughs> we're gonna sell you a movie called Ice Spiders. I go. We're gonna. We'll buy that movie. Yeah. And then they had to figure out what it was gonna be about after the fact. I kind of. I tried to pay attention to how much they had spiders in it. The very first scene has some guys up uh, hunting in mm-hmm. the hills, and they're trying to hunt deer. And they see a deer, and they, oh, I'm gonna get it. And then a spider, giant spider, shows up. Just mm-hmm. no setup, no ex- explanation of why. Just yep. oh, there's a giant spider. Got and it. the guy's like, I'm gonna get that instead. Shoots and misses, and then it comes and kills them i don't think you ever see those hunters ever again yeah. and it cuts away to the, the the snow hill with the kids meeting their hero you don't see or hear about spiders or anything for at least 20 more minutes in the movie <laughs> oh, yeah. 20 minutes of just a terrible not comedy snow hill comedy right uh and then the spiders show up and they make no sense <laughs> they mention there's only six of them but they keep killing some and then there's still six <laughs> got it, it. it's it's kind of like hubcaps in uh, bullet the movie bullet no uh, if you ever watch it, check out how many hubcaps come off that car <laughs> in the chase sequence. It's like twenty three. No, something like eight hubcaps fly off the car okay. during the eight se- uh, during the chase sequence, and then when it ends, there's still hubcaps on it. Nice. Right. And Stephen J. Cannell is in it. Yeah, he's in it. He's acting. <laughs> I watched from 1955 Tarantula. <laughs> All right. Nice. Scientists in an isolated desert laboratory are working on a nutrient that increases growth in animals to feed the ever-growing human population. Mm -hmm. Oh, and so they uh, put it in the desert because tarantulas don't like heat. Uh, No, they put it in the desert Uh because he wanted to be away from town. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Because... I don't think he was advertising that he was working on this thing. Also because that is a very cheap place when you're in Hollywood to film. Yes. Just drive for a bit. Just drive for a bit. And then film. There's giant guinea pigs and rabbits as well. Oh, okay. But they don't escape the fire that happens. Got it. The tarantula does. It's a a good thing we did because if a giant rabbit got free, we would all be doomed. Well, that's what Knight of the Leapers told us. Knight of the Leapers? (laughs) Leapers. Leapers. Has, um, Has DeForest Kelly in it. Oh, there you go. Giant killer bunnies. Nice. I don't know if he's ever pronounced it Deforest Kelly before. He was deforested once when he got a haircut. uh, Agent Orange is his character name. (laughs) God, Knight of the Lepus, also known as Rabbits, is a 1972 American science fiction horror film. We'll talk about that in the Rabbit episode. Yeah. Yeah. An interesting thing that the scientist who was working on this project said, he said, uh, it's 1955 now, there are 2 billion people in the world. In 1975, there will be 3 billion. 
there was actually 4.06. Yeah. And by the year 2000, there will both there will be 3.6 billion people. Get it. But there was actually 6 billion people. Yeah. Yeah. So you underestimated our ability to fuck. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, 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 and stay so, alive. And exponential growth. Plus an interesting thing, uh, one of the bomber pilots at the end is Clint Eastwood in his very first movie. Oh. Yeah. He's, mm, wow. he, he doesn't, he doesn't speak. <laughs> he doesn't speak, and you only see him for a split second, but it is Clint Eastwood. Hmm. So this tarantula gets to be about the size of a house, maybe okay. bigger. Right. Mm-hmm. Kills a bunch of horses and people and whatnot and goes on the rampage in the town. Got it. Uh, it's very obviously, like you can see through the spider sometimes. <laughs> uh, right. Because like, they're just right. like overlaying the film. But it actually was not, of all the spider films I've seen, yeah. not the worst. <laughs> not, not by a long shot. certainly has to be better than the giant spider invasion. Probably. <laughs> yeah. And in the end, they uh, they kill it with napalm. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. 1955, that was when, uh, before napalm got all the bad The press. bad rap yeah. Yeah, that napalm gets. Yeah. I also watched, uh, from 2002, Eight-Legged Freaks. I love this uh. movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the, so... the little <laughs> lesser-known sequel, Eight-Legged Geeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, eight oh, leg- eight-legged freaks and geeks! I would like to see that TV eight, series. Eight-legged yeah. geeks was uh, Spider-Man Three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie was not targeted at me. Here's the thing about eight-legged freaks, right. uh, which is, by the way, the Scarlett Johansson movie in between Ghost World and Lost in Translation. Mm. Oh, so, Scarlett Johansson is in this. She's yeah. in this. Like, okay. She's 18 years old or something like that. She plays the the daughter of the uh, the female sheriff of town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some good stuff in here, but. It feels like a Home Alone movie with spiders murdering <laughs> established characters. Okay. Like, in that it's totally targeted to 12-year-olds. Mm-hmm. So it's a Christmas movie. It is, yeah, yeah. Uh, the characters are all super broad. The science is just well, hand-wavy, like David crazy. David Arquette yeah. is the star. It has to be broad. He's the star and the hero. And he, like, he, he's always got this kind of, I'm a hero and I'm saying my lines mm-hmm. kind of thing, which is so over the top, I can only think he was doing it on purpose. Yeah. I didn't end up hating the movie like I thought I would because it is kind of a bad giant spider movie. Right. But, but I kind of went, if I was 12, I would probably love this movie. Like, it probably hits all the things that I want and is scary and has people die, which I'm not used to in my movies. Right. So uh, it's not terrible. If you have kids and you want them to watch a scary movie that's kind of for them, I think this might be the one. It's got a sequence with a bunch of ostriches and ostrich farms being right. killed by trapdoor spiders. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I do remember that. I also uh, remember Frank Welker did the voice of the spiders. Mm. So it sounds like a lot of kind of squeaky slimer from the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. Okay. And uh, apparently the original title was going to be Iraq Attack, A-R-A-C, like Arachnid Attack. That yeah. sounds too much like but Iraq. The Iraq War was just starting up at the time. <laughs> so they changed it to Eight-Legged Freaks, which is actually a line that David Arquette improvised uh, during what He's like up on a pole shooting a shotgun. Take that, you eight-legged freaks! Oh, or, or they should have just changed the name of the mission of the Iraq War to Iraq Attack. It could have been a cross promotional thing. Could oh they yeah, not have done that. Yep. and then just dropped in giant spiders on the Iraqi <laughs> army. I will talk about Kingdom of the Spiders from 1977, mm-hmm. starring William Shatner. Uh, how was this movie? A southwestern town is overrun by a bunch of killer tarantulas. Okay. The arachnologist theorizes that the tarantulas are converging together due to the heavy use of pesticides, which are eradicating their natural food supply. Okay. Is arachnologist a word? Sure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, they're entomologists who specialize only in arachnids. So, yeah, technically. Okay. Most people just call it. We, people who specialize in arachnids are still entomologists, mm-hmm. technically, even though arachnids aren't insects, so I suppose. And what is someone who uh, studies large talking trees called? That's, ah. that's an entologist. Yeah. Not an, an entomologist. entomologist. <laughs> an entomologist. Gotcha. Uh, so in order to survive, she theorizes the spiders are joining forces to attack and eat larger animals, mm-hmm. starting off with cows and then the family dog. Yep. And then people. People. <laughs> Uh, many tarantulas died during oh, production. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Couldn't put the SPCA uh, stamp approval no, on this No, that's why I used to love it, and then I found out about the spider killing, and now I don't like it anymore. Oh, yeah, you can mm. watch it happening in the movie. Mm. You can see them being killed, uh, moving, and then suddenly not moving. <laughs> no animals were harmed in the making of this film. P.S. Tarantulas are not animals. <laughs> This was partly because some of the creatures could not handle the constant changes in temperature mm-hmm. and climate during the production pos- process, but mm-hmm. more because of the nature of the script. During the scenes where the survivors are trapped in the lodge, many spiders are stomped and crushed because the script called for the characters to kill them. 
Uh, further, many more were crushed during the scene where the creatures attacked the town. Several were stepped on, and many others were run over by vehicles. Mm. Plus, mm-hmm. a lot of the spiders that were put on human beings, uh, the actors insisted they clip the fangs, uh, okay. which means that they don't have fangs anymore, so they can't feed anymore, so they die. Of starvation. Right. Mm. right. And the stepping thing, it was interesting. With arachnophobia, there's a scene where John Goodman, as the exterminator, steps on one of the spiders. Mm-hmm. They didn't want um, to hurt the spider, so they deliberately used a hollowed-out shoe so the spider could climb up inside it without getting squashed. Oh, oh interesting. Nice. Weird. Huh? In the movie, they find a bunch of spider hills. Is this a real thing? No. Okay. <laughs> right. like, like an anthill, but yeah, for spiders? Yeah, okay. spiders. No they such thing. But if they mutate but, bigger, they can mutate into ant-like behavior? But there was such, uh, was there such a thing in 1977? <laughs> oh. oh, well, uh, there might have been. It's a little before my time. Uh-huh, you right. see? We hunted down and killed all the spider hills. Mm-hmm. There's also Earth vs. the Spider from 1958. <laughs> uh, I started to watch this, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> okay. It was a Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode. Oh, okay. Right. In this one, I... Again, I didn't watch the whole thing, so I'm not sure. But they never explained why the spider was gigantic. It was, again, about house-sized right. tarantula. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that terrorized the town. So if that tarantula tried to shed its little barb-hooked hairs... Oh, my God. It'd be like swords. It'd be like swords <laughs> flying swords at you. Swords flying at you. Yeah. That's what they should have done. Mm-hmm. That'd be more realistic. Definitely. We want more realism in our house-sized spiders. And there was this movie also shared the name of a 2001 horror movie with Dan Aykroyd. It is a tribute to the original, although this version uh, can be seen more as a darker and edgier deconstruction of Spider-Man. The movie revolves around a comic book-loving security guard at a lab doing genetic modification research (laughs) on spiders. When his partner is killed, he deliberately infuses himself with spider DNA in hopes of becoming like his favorite superhero. (laughs) Instead, he is warped into a grotesque hybrid of human and spider traits and is consumed by an insatiable appetite for human flesh. I remember Uh, that one. The the special effects were by Stan Winston, so they were really good. Nice. What's your... Let's go... Now, we've talked about a lot of spider movies. (laughs) Okay. Let's go around the table and find out what everyone's favorite spider movie is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've, I don't watch that many, but I, so of all the ones that I've seen, Arachnophobia is probably it. Yeah, I remember Arachnophobia being really good. Can, can we include Spider-Man? Because Spider-Man 2 was pretty good. Uh, oh, the, was there a spider movie. in it? It was. Mm-hmm. The first Sam Raimi Spider-Man had the one that came down on his hand that was blue Yeah, and but red he said Spider-Man 2. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Spider-Man 2. I'm, I don't know. I'm well, asking you. I'll, I'll pick something else. The first Raimi Spider-Man is better than Spider-Man 2. If we're talking about movies with spiders as the threat, uh, like arachnophobia, I'm de- mm-hmm. yeah, definitely arachnophobia is my favorite. Because it was really funny. It was well presented. Mm-hmm. The story was good. The, the threat kind of made sense, sort of, that they crossed some spiders. And yeah. Most of the spiders were little ones that were threatening. So, yeah. I would probably say Big Ass Spider. Wow. <laughs> Even though it wasn't very good. Just because the opening <laughs> sequence. But I also didn't like arachnophobia. Right. Oh. I would have to say, yeah, arachnophobia, because it is actually scary, and even for an Australian who knows they're not scare, not dangerous, and uh, probably eight-legged freaks as a tie, because I just thought mm. that was just so much fun, uh, even though it was silly. There it you was go. Fun. Spider-Man. Spidery or not spidery? Spider-Man. Too spidery? Spider-Man. Not spidery enough? Not spidery enough. He's, well, wait, you want we, him to have uh, eight legs. Are we, we talk, did? are we talking about the animated series from the 60s? Talking, talking about, about Spider-Man. Comics? Spider-Man in general. Spider-Man. He's I'm not a big fan. He's not accurately representing spider culture. Yeah, it, spiders <laughs> don't have spider <laughs> he, senses. He doesn't. That's true. And, mm-hmm. uh, spot, well, maybe they do, but we don't he's know. He's only got two two eyes. He's only got four limbs. Right. He spins. There was that part in the comic where he got... Four extra arms, oh, though. He oh, had okay. six arms. Well, six is still not enough. Well, well he, he counts legs. his legs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but he, he spins, or the web fluid comes out of his hands? It should come out of his butt. Well, in most, in most things, he actually builds uh, web shooters and mm, can't right. actually generate it himself. But you're right. In the movie, they finally made it come out of his wrists. Well, he should, he should have the web shooter on his, the, the back out end of, of his costume. Yeah, yeah. Plus... <laughs> um, it, you know, after having sex with Mary Jane, he should cocoon and eat her. Oh. oh yeah. Or she should cocoon and eat him. Yeah, but she's not a spider. No, she's not Spider-Woman. The Brown Widow, which is the Spider-Man in the Venture Brothers, actually shoots uh, out of shoots his uh, webbing out of his butt. There, oh, there you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Spider-Man we wanted to see. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Voiced by Nathan Fillion. Ooh, oh, even nice. better. Mm-hmm. Yep.
caustic soda was recorded by Mike Leeson while being sacrificed to an ancient Aztec god. To comment on episodes, make donations, and for links, images, videos, and show notes, visit causticsodapodcast.com. Rate and review us on iTunes, visit us on Facebook, tweet us on Twitter at Caustic Podcast, and email us at info at causticsodapodcast.com. I'm Nixie. Thanks for listening.